Shaggers and welcome back to That's Orgasmic. You are joined by your host Emily Duncan and first off we need a trigger warning. This episode is all about mental health. We're talking about disordered eating as well and disordered perceptions of our body. It is my experience with all of these things so if this is something that you feel you're in a mental state that is okay to take on this information and you're ready to do that, please keep listening. I will also put in the bio support services. So if at any point this is too triggering or you need help, please, please go check them out and reach out. Now, you might be thinking, Emily, this is a sex podcast. What are you doing? What are you doing not talking about sex? Mental health is such an important issue that, like, we talk about it heaps now. However, even though there's so many people talking about it, I still struggle so much. And mental health is so interconnected to sex. It's related to everything we do in our life, literally everything. And for a lot of us, it is really connected to sex, how we feel about our bodies, how we feel about the person we're connecting with, how we're connecting with ourselves. It is so, so important. And a lot of us struggle. And I know myself, I really struggle with my mental health. And it has taken me, it has taken me a long time to admit that, even um, just saying this like almost like um ah, it's just saying this triggers something in me like you hear I'm literally about to cry and that's why I think I should be here talking about it because I feel so much shame when it comes to my mental health and has a lot of stigma attached to it and this show is all about breaking down stigmas and I really want to talk about this now I think I'm gonna do now I'm gonna do something different It is currently the 19th of June and I want to talk about how I feel now and take you on a journey with me. I took an amazing step forward and I asked for help. I went to my doctor last Wednesday and I said I need a mental health care plan. I need help. And she was amazing and helped me through it and sent me through a list of psychologists. And now I'm going through this dawning phase of trying to pick a psychologist, which is something I'll touch on later. But I just want to talk about my experience with mental health and how I see it. Because the way I see it is really toxic in my opinion. And it does not help me in any way. However, if I'm thinking and feeling this... There's got to be other people who are too. And so often, you know, we talk about, people talk about mental health. Like, you know, you need to get help. It'll be the best thing for you. And like all these things. But I kind of want to come from it from a real raw perspective of how I am now and how I see it. And I know it is not a positive way to see this. However, I want to acknowledge the good and bad because other people feel like this. Now, I am the type of person when it comes to mental health, I think that I I don't like to talk about my problems. Now, I like to sit there and complain to my friends about little things, you know, work, 
um, uni, I don't have enough time for everything, I'm so stressed, I like to complain and, you know, I like to discuss those things. Therefore, people probably don't think that I'm not discussing my problems because they are genuine problems for me and that's me talking about it. However, I refuse to talk about my actual problems, my anxiety, how I feel every day when I wake up, how I feel after interacting with people, my disordered eating, my disordered perception of my body, my self-esteem, my confidence, that all of these things that are breaking me down every single day, I don't talk about. And I don't talk about these things because I have a lot of shame and stigma attached to them. I think that I should be able to deal with my problems. I want everyone to look at me and think I'm this badass bitch who doesn't struggle, who doesn't have problems, that I don't give a fuck about anything. And that's how I want people to perceive me. So if I then go and talk about these issues and say, hey, I'm really struggling. Like I have really bad anxiety today. Oh, you know what? I really fucking hate my life today. I don't want to talk to anyone. Or hey, I really, really want to binge right now. And I want to eat everything in the kitchen. But I know if I do that, I'm going to fucking hate myself. I know that if I go in, you know, make myself a curry, for instance. If I make myself a curry, I'm going to feel so guilty that I ate that because that's one of my bad foods because, you know, it's not completely healthy. And I'm going to feel really terrible and really guilty about that. And I'm now going to spend the next day, maybe even week, feeling absolutely terrible, guilty, sick to my stomach and think I need to go to the gym and absolutely flog myself to work that off Or I just shut down. I don't want to admit that to people. And the fact that I don't talk about these issues and I don't admit it destroys me inside and I finally have hit a point that I can't do it anymore. And I've done this my whole life. As a kid, I was so fucking proud of myself because I had never cried over a pet dying. I used to brag about that to my friends because I thought the fact that I did not cry was such a strength because crying is a weakness in my mind. I had a breakdown at the start of this year and it was the first time I was crying in front of my friends. My best friend looked at me and she goes, you look like you need a hug. I fucking hate hugs. She knows. She's been my best friend for years. She knows do not fucking touch me. Do not hug me. She hugs me. I lose my fucking shit. I went into just tears uncontrollably, like lost my shit for like half an hour. I had to go outside because I couldn't be inside because I didn't want my housemates to see. And I was so embarrassed and I felt so much shame for honestly weeks afterwards because I had just let other people see me cry. I had let other people see me be weak and that destroyed me. That I felt so much worse for having let my emotions out and for how I had felt. That should have been a moment of release. Taking a step forward, talking it out, trying to, you know, change my mindset. And instead, I just beat myself up about it. I felt so much shame, so much fucking shame that I let people 
see me be emotional. I had a panic attack also around this time after a night out. It was fucking horrible. Like, it was the worst panic attack I had ever had in my life. And my housemates come home and I had ripped my room apart. I'd completely, like, everything was fucking everywhere. I destroyed it. I was in hysterics. Like, I just was beyond being able to... Like, I was... I was in this state, I just couldn't breathe and I had a complete freak out. My friends come home, they see the state I'm in and, you know, they try and help me and, like, they did. And then I still feel so much shame and guilt because they saw that part of me. And I've always just had this really toxic relationship with mental health And I know I have problems and I know I need help, but I don't want to talk about it with people. And I can't live like that anymore. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are probably the same. And it comes to a point and it's taken a really long time for me to get to this point. But I'm finally was like, I need help. I need to see someone. And it's really hard talking necessarily to people, even just around you. Because unless you've experienced anxiety and these mental health issues, it's going to be really hard to relate to them. And I've found that people struggle to relate to it. And people will tell you, oh, you know, everyone has bad weeks or everyone has bad days. Oh, what, are you just a bit stressed? Are you just overthinking things? And it's really frustrating to hear those comments because it's so much more than that. I, myself, when I experience anxiety, there are some days I wake up and I'm really good. I feel fine. I am not concerned about anything. And like, for example, I went out for breakfast one morning and I was with my friends out for breakfast and all was good, you know, had the breakfast, but we stayed there and talked for a while. And maybe that could have been my trigger, like that I kind of was sick of it, wanted to go It was, I'm very much someone, I don't like to be overstimulated too much. Like I don't, too much social stimulation isn't good for me. And I don't know if I just hit that point, but I was sitting there, everything was fine. And all of a sudden, my lips and my face were just going numb and tingly. And there was the start of a panic attack coming on. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm sitting here out for breakfast, having a good time, having great conversation with my friends, just had a great breakfast. Why am I having a panic attack? There's nothing wrong with me. And that's a thing with anxiety. You might think that there's nothing wrong. Like you feel perfectly fine and it just hits you. And it's so hard to explain to people because you don't have an explanation for it yourself. And you're not just stressed. You're not concerned. Everything in my life was fucking perfect. And that is some of the anxiety I feel. Some days I really struggle with the fact that I have three housemates and there's people at our house a lot and sometimes it's just the three housemates that I can't deal with. I love them all to bits but some days I don't want to fucking talk to anyone and I'm slowly becoming more and more aware of my different triggers. However, setting up methods to deal with those triggers is a different story and that's why I decided to go and ask for help 
and I knew that I'd come to a point like I've done meditation the gym journaling have I ever stuck with them long enough probably not however I have seen benefits like I've done meditation and it's really benefited my mental health however as soon as I stop or if I change my situation because like when I did that I was living at home with my parents it was a very different situation it comes back. My issues come back. My disordered eating, that has been an issue for me my whole life from literally, I remember being a kid and just having to hide when I wanted to eat something because I felt so much shame around eating those foods. And basically, I wanted to just come on here, tell you how I'm really feeling. You're not alone. And with this episode, I wanted to take you on my journey because I think it's really just an important thing to talk about. And especially as someone who has a lot of shame and stigma attached to mental health, I don't have any stigma attached to other people talking about mental health. I think it's amazing and everyone should get help, but I have a lot of internalized stage. I have a lot of internalized shame and stigma and I want to take you guys on my journey and check back in after my psych appointments. I'm going to go see a psychologist and I kind of want to take you along on this journey And see the process and, you know, be there as I feel those emotions. Like if how my first appointment goes, the process of trying to find the right psychologist, all of these things. So this could be a fucking massive episode, but I think it's really important to talk about our mental health. Alrighty, it is now the 12th of October. It's been like four months uh, since I recorded that first segment of this episode and it's a lot for me to listen to to be honest I was in such a bad headspace and you can hear it like I'm tearing up and it's just really quite an emotional experience for me to listen to it at least and the sad thing for me that was me at not my worst and at the start of this year in March was when I really hit rock bottom and it took me from March till June to be able to speak up and ask for help and if I'm being completely honest I can look back and September 2019 was when my mental health issues really started so it's taken me basically two years to be able to get help. This is not an easy process. This is not not something that's easy to speak up about. The past 24 hours, I have felt a whole range of emotions about the fact that this is what this week's episode is going to be and it has made me feel quite uneasy and uncomfortable because I can hardly talk about these things with the people around me, let alone share it with the whole world. But I know in that unease and the discomfort that this is when something you know amazing happens and it's something that is important and it's something that I need to do and to push I suppose myself and help me in my process of regulating my emotions and understanding how I'm feeling and also opening up this conversation I know we talk about mental health a lot however the amount of shame that I feel there is no way that other people aren't the same even though we talk about this so much. So I'll give an update on where I'm at and how I'm feeling and where I am in this um, therapy process and everything that's happening. So mentally, I still get 
extremely anxious. I definitely am not as bad as what I was when I recorded this first part. It's just not as intense. I Everything's still there. It's just not as intense. And I think I'm a lot more aware and understand my triggers a bit better and I'm kind of, you know, trying to actively change my mindset. I still get really burnt out socially. I have been, when I am triggered by something, it kind of has been hanging around for a few days and I will then go out and hang out with my friends because, you know, I, I want to do that and I want to see them, but then I find I'm there and it It's really hard for me to talk. I really struggle to concentrate and find the energy to have that conversation, which is draining and it can be a lot and I can just switch off really quickly and not want to be there anymore. Um, So now I find I have to drive myself to places and not go with my housemates. I need my own car. I need to be the one driving because I need to be able to leave when I need to leave. Because if I have to stay, it makes me really uncomfortable. And knowing that I can't just leave makes me really uncomfortable. When I have my anxiety, I still feel it in my chest. It's still this, you know, real experience in my body. I still have quite disordered ideas around my food, what's good, what's bad. However, I've been actively working towards fixing that and I have an amazing coach and we are really trying to like help push past that. I still have internalized shame around my body and I don't have the same confidence and self-esteem. However, I'm actively trying to, you know, change that as well. You'll see on my Instagram, I'm always trying to, you know, post pictures of my body in how I'm sitting in in that moment because I suppose it's a part of me showing the world this is what I look like because I I don't know if for some reason for me that's something that helps me if especially coming from out of COVID and not being in the house as much I you know I, I get scared of people seeing my body and scared of how they're going to perceive me so it's like well if I already put it out there and I put it out on my own terms then it somehow is going to make it better. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just where I'm at with my mind. I still am really irritable. I get triggered really easily with certain people and certain types of conversations. They really frustrate me. Now, from when we left off at the start of this episode, it was June, I just got my mental health care plan. I then had to pick a psychologist and this was a really daunting experience. However, everyone told me like, it's okay if you don't gel with the first psychologist you pick. Go to a few sessions, try it out. You can go to someone else. There are so many out there and they're not necessarily going to suit you. So I really kept that in mind to try and help ease this like pressure. And it's really daunting when you're given a list of 12 different places and they all have five psychologists that work there. Trying to go through them and pick one is a really daunting experience. So I made an effort to pick what I want to work on myself so I was like my anxiety I want someone who has experience in eating disorders just so we can kind of have that conversation not that I necessarily have an eating disorder but I have very bad habits and not a good relationship with food in my body I wanted someone who also was comfortable working with young adults so I looked and I found this one psychologist, she ticked all of the boxes and I also used a bit of my, I guess, intuition and gut instinct and there was just something about her photo, something about her that I was like, yeah, 
she's the one. My first issue with this whole process, I couldn't get an appointment till the 2nd of September. I had to wait two and a half months from when I asked for help till I could get an appointment and that was really disheartening and that was really hard for me to process because I had finally pushed myself to get help and then all of a sudden I can't actually get that help and that was really upsetting and I was so ready then to talk I just needed I needed that support then um so that was really hard to come to terms with that I would have to wait so long however it did fly by and I knew that if anything was going to become more serious that I did need to reach out again however what came with waiting two and a half months is obviously our mental state is constantly changing and I don't know if I became more comfortable with the negative feelings I was experiencing or if it was because we um, spent a fair bit of time in lockdown because obviously one of my big triggers was social interaction and it being put onto me, especially in my living situation and it was just too much. Everything was just too much at that time and it was a lot with uni work, this podcast and just everything. So a lockdown made everything stop and it made it a bit easier for me, I think. But the problem with that was I therefore did not think that my problems were big enough anymore to receive help. I thought that I was wasting their time because I wasn't as bad as what I was. I was still really bad compared to the average person, but I wasn't as bad as what I was in June and I was nowhere near as bad as what I was in March. So therefore I was trying to, you know, psych myself out I guess and you know make me feel like my feelings weren't valid and I felt a lot of shame and I felt like I shouldn't be going to this appointment there's someone who is worse off that needs it now I stuck with the appointment I went to it it was online because we were in a lockdown and it was honestly a really uncomfortable experience it was so clinical Um, I felt like my feelings weren't validated at all because it was literally just an interview. It was just question after question after question. It made me feel more insecure about my issues. It made me feel like I was being dramatic over the top that what I was saying wasn't valid and I genuinely did not enjoy the experience and I left it thinking, holy fuck, I've chosen the wrong psychologist. She was so cold. I am terrified for our next session if that's what this is going to be and I kind of felt like I'd fucked up, chose the wrong psychologist, um, felt really shitty about myself, felt worse off and that I shouldn't, I shouldn't have taken this process and that I wasn't worthy enough to be there. Obviously upon reflection it was just me I think trying to back out to it was really clinical and I think in that first session I just wasn't prepared that it was literally just going to be an interview it was just trying to get as much information as possible and it was just really daunting um and I just maybe having that heads up of hey this might not be the most supportive first session it might be really rough it might feel as I said like that clinical just not the kind of support you think you would be getting if I suppose if I had have known that before it might may have helped in that situation but yeah I stuck with it though and I went again so much better. She was lovely. She validated exactly how I felt. Every She normalised my feelings. She 
provided me strategies. She was so, so helpful. And I left feeling actually really happy. And I was so glad with my decision to stick with it and choose the psychologist I did, I did pick. And I also think I'm really, I'm really open. I was really open to this experience. I wasn't closed off. So I was, I just really want this to work and I just really want to improve my mindset. So I think that also helped and also made, because I can imagine a lot of people, it would take a few sessions before they feel comfortable, but I was really, really ready to have this conversation. Now, the third session, I cried for 45 minutes. I cried for the whole session and I'm laughing about it now because I, as we know, I feel a lot of shame around crying and it was honestly the first time that I really cried in front of someone for that long and did not laugh and did not take the piss out of myself and actually let myself feel the emotion, release what I was feeling and just cry. I think because I had this neutral person who is listening to what I'm saying, is validating what I'm saying and doesn't necessarily have their own opinion based on their experience within the same situation was amazing it was so amazing to have this person who could help me who could support me but didn't necessarily wasn't personally involved in the situation because a lot of people that maybe I've had conflict with in the past are also the same people I will go to for support so it can be quite a conflicting experience because they have their own ideas and opinions of certain situations and that can be really hard when you're in this certain mindset and you're just really needing your feelings validated to then have someone else's feelings put on top of that so having this neutral other person who I could just release everything to was the best feeling ever now I must admit as soon as I walked out of that room I got the giggles and was laughing walking to my car because all of a sudden there was people around me and I'm like, holy fuck, you could tell I've been crying. I better start laughing because I'm not comfortable with letting other people see that. And I really did this growing up. I would cry and piss myself laughing at the same time in front of my family because I felt so much shame about my crying and I did not necessarily feel like my emotions were valid. And now I'm in this really tricky place where I haven't really been taught to regulate my emotions. And the psychologist said that. She's like, you haven't been taught how to regulate your emotions. You don't understand them. We're now in this really tricky space where we're going to have to try and teach you that. And it's going to be really uncomfortable and really hard. And I don't know if any of you shaggers have been in this place where you don't know how to regulate your emotions and you feel a lot of shame around your emotions. It is really fucking confusing and then for two days after that appointment I felt so flat I every conversation was so draining talking to my housemates drained the fuck out of me everything was just so much harder I was then also feeling all of these emotions because we were talking about experiences when I was younger anyone who was around in that time in my life I was starting to feel these really negative emotions towards them again and it was really confusing because it's like well that was 10 years ago I feel like again not being comfortable with my emotions but it's not valid to feel like that anymore but the thing with working through your past negative experiences in life is that those emotions in my experience those emotions when you 
were in that exact moment. So you're 10 years old. Those emotions you were feeling when you were 10 is like those exact emotions come back and you feel like you're 10 again. And then all of a sudden you have these people around you who you love and you know you want their support, but you're starting to feel these negative emotions towards them again as if you were that person. It is really confusing and it's really hard to separate yourself from those emotions. So me and the psych decided to put in boundaries in place and that again so hard putting in boundaries is so hard because it hurts it hurts to put in boundaries with the people you love and I understand why maybe people do stay around toxic people because when you love someone putting in boundaries is so hard because it's sad because you do want to talk to that person all the time but you need to put in these boundaries so that you can heal so that you can take the time to process what's going on because I can tell you now if I had a left that psych appointment and maybe talk to the people who I was discussing in that appointment with the psychologist, I would have been so fiery towards them. I would have been so much more agitated and it would have harmed my relationship with those people more. So really taking that time for myself was really, really important. So now I'm in this stage where I'm processing. I am processing and trying to understand what I feel. I have in front of me right now a list of feelings. There's like a hundred feelings on my wall that the psychologist printed out because she was like, okay, we need to go back to the basics with you. Let's get a list of feelings. Keep a mood diary. Look at these feelings. Try and work out what is it you actually feel. Let's get the 10 smiley faces. You know, like when you're a kid and there's from like angry, like and sad to happy, highlight which one you are every day. Let's go back to the basics because you do not know how to regulate your emotions. And it's amazing. Oh my gosh, the first time I used this, I picked 11 feelings. And normally I just have this one muddled feeling and I wouldn't know what to call it. I picked 11 and I was like, (laughs) look at me, queen shit right here. I understand my feelings. Obviously not because it's a long process. (laughs) However, in that day, I was very, very proud of myself that I could pick 11 different feelings that I had felt throughout that day. Obviously, I am fortunate that I'm in a headspace where I really am wanting to improve because I know how hard it is when you actually really need that help is the time when it's, you don't, you don't want to speak up. It is so daunting and I know at the start of this year when I was really bad, I could not bring myself to tell anyone unless I was taking the piss out of it so no one took me seriously. And I really, really needed help then. If I could have started this process back in March, it would have benefited me greatly. And I just wish I had have had the confidence to do it and it honestly wasn't until I had spoke to a friend and she told me about her experience and stepped me through the process of how to get a mental health care plan and go go to therapy and what her process was like with therapy and her experience that it made me feel more comfortable with doing it so I'm hoping that by walking you through my experience with therapy and getting you know seeing my mindset how it was how it is now my if even if it's just one person go okay I'm going to speak up, whether that's to your mates, whether it's to your doctor, whoever it is, just it is so important to speak up because you can get through it. It might not feel like it. It might feel impossible. And the other thing is you might not even want to. I know at the start of the year, I I was almost enjoying 
the negative emotion. I was almost enjoying getting angry at everyone because that was so much easier than actually looking at the root causes of my problem, looking at my mental health and actually talking about my issues. I much enjoyed feeling that shame and feeling that anger and that hate towards myself and the hate towards everyone else. It felt so much easier and I honestly almost only got a kick out of it. However, it's not sustainable, it's not healthy and if I didn't reach out and didn't get help, I don't know how I would be coping right now. I don't think I would be coping to be honest because it is such a lonely place and it is so hard to get out of but you honestly feel so much better so so much better once you do and it's not an easy process and who knows maybe I'm having having a really good month and I might go you know a bit off a bit off the rails again and feel a bit bit funny especially once things start opening up with um COVID restrictions however I have the support there now everyone around me is aware of my mental health the important people around me I have a psychologist I have the support systems there so that I I will be okay and I can seek this support and if anything you know does make me feel a bit off or if I do start going back down that dark path I have the support system to hopefully steer me away. Now I'm going to link support services in the bio of this episode so if you do need any help and support please please reach out to them. I know this is a very confronting episode it's not you know the normal episodes I do but it is so important and I am here for all of you shaggers and I want us to be in the most you know safe and supportive place that we can so please if you need it reach out as always shaggers if you have any comments stories questions feedback on this episode please reach out through my instagram at that's orgasmic or my email emilyduncan at the sealed section.com Also, if you loved this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the absolute world to me. And subscribe on whatever platform you listen to this podcast so you never miss an episode. So thank you for coming along with me on this journey, Shaggers. Without you guys, I would not be able to do this and speak up about it. So thank you and I will see you next week. (laughs)